Hello, everyone. Welcome to Refuge Church Online. We're so glad that you chose to join us today. Uh, today, we pray as always that you feel God's love, you hear God's voice, and you leave away with your faith encouraged. Uh, I also pray today that, that you will allow God to open your eyes, open your ears, and open your heart to receive the word that he's given me to share with you uh, that is really for all of us. Listen, in this season, many feel stuck, stressed, anxious, afraid, weary, confused, discouraged, depressed, helpless, and I'm afraid that many actually feel hopeless. Maybe you can identify with, with some, if not all, of these feelings and emotions right now. I know I can relate to several of these feelings, even in the midst of my faith. Because listen, even in the midst of our faith, we're still human. The message God has given me to share with you today is entitled, God, I can't see beyond this. God, I can't see beyond this. I want you to interject in there that whatever that is, that, that this in your life that you can't see beyond. It's worn you down. It's discouraged you, and maybe it's made you feel hopeless. Listen, God has led me to look at one single book and chapter in his word that makes it very crystal clear what we're to do when we can't see beyond something. I want us to look together at Psalm 143. Psalm 143. Look at it with me. Uh, this has become more of a hidden treasure, if you would say, for me in many dark times. Psalm 143. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. It says, hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my plea. Answer me because you are faithful and righteous. Don't put your servant on trial for no one is innocent before you. My enemy has chased me down. He has knocked me to the ground and forces me to live in darkness like those in the grave. I am losing all hope. I am paralyzed with fear. I remember the days of old. I ponder all your great works and think about all and what you have done. I lift my hands to you in prayer. I thirst for you as parched land thirst for rain. Come quickly, Lord, and answer me, for my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me, or I will die. Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning, for I am trusting in you. Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. Rescue me from my enemies. Lord, I run to you to hide me. Teach me to do your will. For you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. For the glory of your name, preserve my life, O Lord. Because of your faithfulness, bring me out of this distress. In your unfailing love, silence all my enemies and destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. Listen, sometimes you need to know that, 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 that he is your God and you are his child. Listen, Psalm 143, it reveals seven things that we should do and we can do when we really don't know what to do. The first thing is this, when we can't see beyond whatever lies in front of us, 
We need to turn to God in prayer. You need to turn to God in prayer. One thing I do know, and we can know, is that when things seem beyond our control, God is still in control. When I can't understand something, God still understands it. When I don't know what to do with something, God still has a plan. When I can't do anything, God can still do anything because he's not bound by the limitations that you and I are. When I don't know what to do next or what might happen next, God still has a good, pleasing, and perfect plan and will for your life and my life. Listen, in these times especially in these times. We need to be seeking with all of our heart God's will, his help, and hope. Listen, to not believe that God exists is to feel hopeless, especially when you've exhausted all of your efforts. But to believe and to know that God does exist and is still in control is to be hopeful. When you can't see beyond the moment in front of you, know that God is still God. God is still faithful even when we fail or when others and other things around us fail. It's no coincidence that the psalmist tells us to turn to God first and foremost. Psalm 143.1 says, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my plea. Answer me because you are faithful and righteous. I want you to understand, listen, this was a prayer. This was not just words written or riddled. This was a prayer. We've talked about the last couple of weeks how anything in life, we need to pray about it and how prayer is the most intimate closeness and community and conversation we can have with God the Father through his son, Jesus Christ. But when we go to God in prayer, listen, we're not resting on our abilities or our limitations or our lack of understanding. We are fixating on God's abilities and on his faithfulness and his righteousness. Psalm 121, the psalmist says, where does my hope come from? My help comes from the Lord. It's been said that when we have a little God, we have big problems. But when we have a, a great big God, and when we're focused on that great big God who sees all, who knows all, we have little problems. You need to know that God is still in control even when everything appears out of control. God is the creator of all things, the giver of all gifts that are good. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is all-loving. He is always there for us, the Scripture says. He is an ever-present help in our every time of need. And so we have this privilege, this very neglected privilege called prayer to come to God in prayer and to turn to God and to turn things over to God anytime, anywhere. And that is your first step, no matter what other steps need to take place. But secondly, you need to give God all your failures and fears. Give God all your failures and fears. Listen, confession, it is the first step towards healing. There are times that we must admit our failures, we must admit our, our many feelings, and we even maybe need to admit that our faith is not where it should be. Our, our faith life, it often has to be adjusted or readjusted. This is what the psalmist admits there. He confesses his failures. He confesses his fears. He acknowledges that his complete dependence is upon God's grace, hope, and peace. Look at Psalm 143, 2 through 4. 
He says, don't put your servant on trial for no one is innocent before you. My enemy has chased me. He has knocked me to the ground and forces me to live in darkness like those in the grave. I am losing all hope. I am paralyzed with fear. I don't know about you, but I can identify with everything there. It seems like, you know, nowadays you have more and more and more of these moments where you feel knocked down, where you feel beat up, and where you feel like you are just having darkness hovering all over you. And you can feel like you're losing hope. And you certainly can easily, in this fallen world, feel paralyzed with fear. Listen, when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like such a failure, when you're out of breath and knocked down on your knees, feeling hopeless, the Scriptures say that you should cast all of your cares upon God because He cares for you. God promises if you confess your sin and and you repent of that sin genuinely, He will forgive you of your sins. God promises to breathe life into your present lifelessness. God promises to give you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Listen, God can handle your greatest disappointments. He can handle your greatest fears, and he can cover your greatest shortcomings. When you pray, don't be afraid to lay it all out before God to say, God, you know what, God, I've messed it up. God, I, I, I haven't done a lot of things right. Lord, I know that I fall short. Lord, I know that I can't fix myself, God, and I, I'm coming to you, Lord, asking you to take over me. Listen, you need to let go and let God have it all. This is what the psalmist is saying here. He says, God, please forgive me of, 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 of the way I've fallen short. My enemy, the devil, he's knocked me to the ground. I'm consumed with darkness. I'm paralyzed by fear. I'm out of strength. I feel hopeless. Please help me. Please rescue me. Please restore me. But thirdly, we need to remember all God has done. You need to remember all God has done. I say this often to others, and I have to remind myself often, and that is sometimes you have to remember what God has done in the past so that you can have confidence in what God will do in the present and in the future. Psalm 143 verse 5 says, I remember all the days of old. I ponder all your great works, and I think about what? you have done. I often pull out a sheet of paper, especially when I feel like I'm in this pit of despair where I can't see beyond where I am to where God's going to take me. I, I pull out a sheet of paper and I just start writing out all the miracles and all the breakthrough times that God has, has, has done for me. The issues he's worked out in the past when I'm afraid of confronting the issue at hand. The bills that he has paid in the past when I don't know how I'm going to pay the present bills. The relationships that he's mended that I couldn't. The many times that I was on on the verge of feeling utterly hopeless and God swooped in. He breathed hope into my heart and into the situation at hand. You need to remember all that God has done so that you can believe for what God can and is doing. God is doing something. You just sometimes can't see it or feel it in that pit of despair. But fourthly, you need to seek God as if everything depends on it. You need to seek God as if everything depends on it. Your faith life, it will never reach greater heights until you reach a greater state of humbleness, surrender, and desperate pursuit 
of God. Let me explain this. Listen, following Christ daily, it is not a part of my life. It is my life. It's the way of life. God is always wanting to increase our faith in him. So he allows us to go through some things so that we can learn to trust him in everything. Worship, it's not an event. It's not a Sunday event. It's a lifestyle. Depending on God is not something I need to do sometimes, but all the time. And I need to pursue God in such a way as if my very next breath depends on it. The psalmist here is seeking God with all of his heart, mind, body, and soul. And God's word tells us to do the same. Psalm 143, verse 6 through 7 says, I lift my hands to you in prayer. I thirst for you as parched land thirst for rain. You know what he's saying there? I'm desperate for you, God. If you don't intervene, I'm going to sink. If you don't intervene, nothing good is going to come out of this. He says, come quickly, Lord, and answer me, for my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me, or I will die. Have you ever noticed, listen, it's sometimes when you don't feel like you can pray, and you're just so depressed that you most need to pray. And by the way, you might not be able to utter those words out loud, but God hears your heart. You can cry with your heart. You can pray without a word spoken as you tune your heart to his heart and you say, God, please intervene, intervene into my situation. God, please take hold of my hand. Please take my little hand, put it in your big hand. Take me through what I'm going through right now that I can't go through without you. But number five, you need to put all your trust in God's unfailing love. You need to put all your trust in God's unfailing love. We don't talk enough about God's love. We don't talk about the fact that God loves us more than our mama, our daddy, our brothers, our sisters, our grandparents, whoever it is in the world, our, 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 our spouse, God loves you more than you could ever love anybody and more than anybody else could ever love you. Listen, a few years ago, I, I had a, a spinal cord stimulator uh, implanted in my back, which I still have it in my back. I often tell people jokingly, you know, that I'm battery operated. Uh, but I had this um, spinal cord stimulator uh, put in my back in um, 2016 uh, because of uh, severe nerve damage that, that impacts two-thirds of my body. And, and everyone who gets these devices uh, surgically implanted they have to go through a psychological evaluation. And so I had to go to this uh, psychiatrist. Um, I really thought that um, that meant I was crazy, uh, but turns out everybody has to do that if they want one of these spinal cord stimulators. And, and really what they're trying to do is they're trying to, to make sure that you mentally know what you can expect from this stimulator, what it maybe it can do, but also making sure you don't have a false sense of what it, it, it can do and, and expecting it to do something that, that you know, it's not designed to. So anyhow, I was asked by this psychiatrist, hey, do you expect this spinal implant to fix all of your pain? And I quickly answered, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. There's only one that can solve all of my problems. And I said, I am believing that this device is the tool that God can use to settle some things in my body and maybe help alleviate some of my pain and discomfort. But I told her, I said, my full hope and my full faith is, is my trust in Jesus Christ alone. How often do we have misplaced hope? We put our hope in dreams, 
in things, in people, and in circumstances that are bound to fail us. Instead of putting all of our trust in God and his unfailing love for us. Listen, because God loves you is why you can be sure that God is watching over you. Because God loves you is why you can be sure that God is going to make sure that he protects you, that he provides for your every need as you seek him with all of your heart. Psalm 143, 8 and 9 says, let me hear of your unfailing love each morning. See, the psalmist understood, sometimes I just need to be reminded that not only that, that God is there, but that God cares, that God is crazy about me. And I need to know that morning, day and night. He says, let me hear of your unfailing love each morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk for I give myself to you. Rescue me from my enemies. Lord, I run to you to hide me. How many of you know sometimes you go to God, sometimes you have to run to God? When you're desperate, you need to run to God. The psalmist here shows us all to put all of our trust in Jesus, how to put all of our eggs in God's basket that will never let us down because of his unfailing love. He says, show me where to walk. Guide my every step. He says, I give myself to you. You know what I hear from his heart? God, I surrender my whole heart and life because I know that it is safe in your loving arms. As far as things that overwhelm you, that are too big for you, the psalmist says, hey, you need to trust those in the loving arms and the loving protection of your father. But six, you need to see that you need to let the gracious Spirit of God lead you forward. Let the gracious Spirit of God lead you forward. I wanted to emphasize that gracious Spirit. If not for grace, where would we be? Because nobody's perfect, just forgiven. Nobody's got it all figured out. Nobody, nobody does it all just right. We can't do anything about the past except rest on God's forgiveness. When God says he forgives you, he forgives you. He's not holding your past against you. He's now redeemed you. He's now transformed you. And he wants to use your past as a platform to show his greatness and his grace, what he's given to you, but also what he can offer and offers to others. Listen, we can ask God to lead us by his gracious spirit from this point forward. We can, we, sometimes we just have to say, God, please forgive me for all that I've not done and I'm not doing right, God, and cover me with your grace and by faith, God, lead me the next step. Listen, for things to change and for you to gain confidence and to have peace moving forward, you've got to let Jesus take the wheel. You've got to determine that from this point forward, as for you and your house, you will serve the Lord. Now, listen, a lot of people in this season, they have what I call a conditional allegiance, which means, hey, as long as God's doing everything or um, they're desperate for him or they feel like they're desperate for him, um, you know, they seek him with all their heart. But as soon as they get out of that seemingly desperate season and, and feeling of desperation, you go back to doing things your way. God doesn't want a half-hearted surrender. He wants you to totally say, hey, no matter what, hell or high water, I've decided to follow Jesus. Psalm 143.10 says, teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. I love it when the psalmist says, may your gracious spirit lead me forward onto a firm footing. Sometimes you can feel like you're on an unstable ground. 
Everything feels shaky. And you need to get on the firmness of your faith, the firmness of God's word, the firmness of knowing that you are right where God wants you to be, doing just what God wants you to do, because that brings God's favor. When we're calling the shots and, and we're following the crowds, we're on shaky ground. But the moment that we put everything in God's hands, the Spirit of God leads us towards solid ground by His grace through our faith. But last but not least, number seven, pray that God gets the glory through it all. You need to pray that God gets the glory through it all. Maybe you're like me right now, and you feel like you're, you're, you're going through a whole lot of pain, a whole lot of discomfort. Everything just seems like a series of suffering, some form or fashion, physically, emotionally, mentally, relationally, spiritually. You need to know, with God, there is no such thing as wasted pain. The only way things are wasted is if you don't allow God to use it for His glory. God wants to reveal His glory through what you are going through. And listen, and while you're going through it, it's not something later he wants to use. He wants to prop up your weakness so he can show his greatness. Often I pray and I sincerely ask God, I say, God, use my past and use my current situations for your glory. Even if it doesn't feel comfortable, even if it's not convenient, even if it feels worthless at the moment, Take it all, work it all together for my good, but for your glory. The psalmist asked God to reach into his desperate situation to deliver him from the attacks of the evil one, but he also asked God to do things in such a way that it brings total glory to his name. What if, it, what if God has allowed you to totally decrease so that he could finally be increased in your life, so that he could get all the glory for, for rebuilding you for strengthening you, for taking you through what you otherwise couldn't make it through yourself. Psalm 143, verse 11 through 12 says, For the glory of your name, O Lord, preserve my life. Because of your faithfulness, bring me out of this distress. In your unfailing love, silence all my enemies and destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. We find hope. In Jesus Christ alone. We find hope in God's word, in God's will, in God's unfailing love. We find hope in trusting in what Jesus has done and is doing through it all. And we find hope in knowing that what we can't see beyond, God already has a plan for how he's going to display his glory through it all. This brought to mind a, a timeless hymn of truth. I, I used to sing it all the time in church. It's called the solid rock. Some of you who, who've lived a little while and, and grew up in church, you remember this song. I'm going to do my best to sing this, this familiar uh, song to you. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils His lovely face, 
I rest on His unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. His oath, His covenant, His blood support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, He then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When He shall come with trumpet sound, Oh, may I then in Him be found, Dressed in His righteousness alone, Faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, much of this world is building their life, God, on shaky sand. Lord, instead of on the rock of your word, Lord, instead of the rock of your son, Jesus Christ, Lord, who paid the ultimate price for us on the cross. Lord, apart from your grace, apart from Christ's sacrifice, apart from your strength, your provision, your protection, your peace, your purpose, your power, God, none of us could stand. God, help us to come back to you. Lord, help us to run to you. Lord, as we, we seek to allow you to put our lives in order, our families in order, our friends in order, God, and our world in order. God, we give you everything, Lord, from the White House to our house. God, we ask you right now, Lord, to just take the burdens that are too heavy for us to carry alone. Lord, may we cast all our cares upon you, Lord, knowing that you care about us. We give you everything, God, that we have been through, we are going through, and we will go through. God, help us to know that we can trust you, Lord, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And Lord, it is your unfailing love that, Lord, will not let us fall and will hold us together through it all. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to thank each of you for joining us today, especially uh, those of you uh, who continue to, to, to partner with us in this ministry. Uh, listen, we exist here at Refuge Church to love, lift, and lead as many people as we possibly can uh, to Jesus Christ. Uh, to all of our ministry partners who, who choose to believe in this vision, who choose to do what they can to seek out 
in living out this vision and those who seek to support this vision through your time, through, through your talents, through your service, through your prayers, and through your giving. Thank you so much. If you would like to help us to continue to move forward as we have several big faith steps that we're taking, even in these coming weeks, we ask you to please consider giving us a tax-deductible gift. You can support this ministry uh, several ways, very easily and securely. First of all, you can go to Refuge Church org slash giving, or you can simply text the word give, that's G-I-V-E, to 843-806-0831, or you can mail a check to 203 Eddie Chastine Drive, Walterboro, South Carolina, 29488. Listen, I pray God's blessings upon you and upon all of your loved ones. God bless.